0: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Oh, yes, it's time once again for your weekly, bi-weekly Gitmo Nation audio publication, 101. This is no agenda. Coming to you from Mayfair in the lovely capital of the United Kingdom, that's London. From an undisclosed hotel location, I'm Adam Curry. And from where it rained last night with
1: huge drops, Wisconsin-sized ones here in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak.
0: It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Eh, it's not quite in the morning. But it's morning it's somewhere. It's always in the morning It's morning, our morning our somewhere. yeah correct. Hey, Johnny, how
1: you doing? So, uh, it, we were, it rained here last night. Uh, woke me up twice. It was this just a spotty rain. But it wasn't normal rain. It was these... And I thought it was hail. It was so loud. Wow. It was, and there was a lot of electricity in the air. So the drops got really huge. I've never seen drops this big at four in the morning or uh, any other well, time. Well, let me
0: matter. get to B.J. Thomas out. I got him somewhere. Hold on. Anyway, it's pounding and then it stopped.
1: I mean it's just amazing. But it's gonna rain again tonight, they think. It's like weird to be raining in northern Silicon Valley here in June.
0: Hold on, here it comes. You know, all you have to do is ask, and thou shalt receive. Raindrops have fallen on
1: my head. Well, it wasn't falling on my head, but anyway. <laughs> so uh lots of news uh in the last few days. Yes can I, can now, I just follow, can, let's start with what are we going to start with I want to start with the airline crash because you must have some thoughts on that
0: yes I do and if you don't mind I'd like to uh, give you a little personal story from today related to aviation before we go to the uh, Air France uh, uh, Airbus uh, or, uh, yeah Airbus right wasn't an Airbus yeah um, today I was A3. yeah I was fly, uh, flying back from uh, the Netherlands to uh, to, uh, to London and, uh, it was actually, it was a very nice day, um, and weather was supposed to be perfect, or as they say, cav okay, which means ceiling and, vi- and visibility okay. And, uh, it was at flight level five zero, which is, uh, you know, technically 5,000 feet, uh, coming up coasting in, uh, right to the, was that, uh, north of beam of, um, Manston. So that's, uh, a little bit more northern, northern than Dover. And so I'm coasting in, and, and I see the weather is just, like, completely closing in. I mean, it's not just clouds. It's really – it's it's some – it's almost like the convection layer just all of a sudden, like, expanded and really went down to, like, 1,500 feet. So I'm coming from 5,000 feet, and I'm like, okay, I can't see anything. So I'm going down. I'm descending about 1,000 feet a minute. And, um, and all of a sudden uh, – so, you know, and I break through this muck, this murkiness at about uh, 1,500 feet. And um all of a sudden I hear a rescue helicopter, and the rescue helicopter uh, is talking to Manston and said, well, you know, we're, we're looking for a lost aircraft. Uh, can the November 277 Delta share give us a hand? Because I was pretty much the only guy in the air. So they had me monitoring the emergency frequency and actually doing search and rescue To find some experimental ultralight that they had lost, they couldn't—you know—they had lost radio contact with it, and they had me checking the ground and making all these different maneuvers. I was like, "Wow!" Didn't find anything, unfortunately, but um, I just thought that was—it was, in a way, kind of exciting, and in another way, kind of like a bummer. Was, yeah, uh,
1: like it's a, Yeah, well, that's interesting that the uh, when you do that. Say, here's a question. Mm-hmm. So you say you're flying around like that, yeah. and the uh, some search and rescue rescue operation comes up uh, on your radio and says you have to help us, or can you help us, or you. Just, so you somehow you help them yeah. and you go flying around for something and you burn off like let's say uh, $500 worth of fuel. <laughs> That's a you big get search to and rescue. Somebody?
0: Um, it's, it's interesting you say that because I was talking to Captain Dan who's the guy uh, who is a certified instructor and who um, flies with you from, from time to time in the UK and he said that um, he has always been advised by uh, examiners in fact uh when they ask you to uh participate in search and rescue to just either not respond or say that you can't and i said why he said you know isn't really clear but uh, people do say stay away from it i'm like well, that makes no sense you know someone could be in freaking trouble um So you know, obviously, I didn't have to comply, and they they asked very nicely, and you know, it seemed like I was pretty much the only guy up there. So yeah, of course, I hope someone would be looking for me if if I was in trouble. So no, did did Captain Dan explain
1: his rationale here? No, it's not not his
0: rationale. It's what he was, what he's been told, and he said, you know, I I wouldn't uh, reject a, a request like that. So, um, somebody must know why.
1: Did he get sued? Is it like one of those things where you go, I think it might be.
0: (laughs) I have a feeling it has something to do with legal implications, but regardless, I, um, uh, you know, uh, I asked him to find out why. And, uh, he promised he would, uh, but, you know, and of course I, you know, I didn't have time to to doodle around all day, but they gave me a specific area and said, and there's a lot of fields there, a lot of opportunities. There's no airfield except for Manston. Uh, so this was really a little bit more towards Canterbury and, uh, they had me on radar and they were literally giving me vectors, you know, the, you know, so telling me which direction to turn. And I went down to like 700 feet, 600 feet. Uh, I didn't see anything. Um, but it was, uh it was a kind of interesting um mm. so going back to the airbus because i did talk to the guys in the tower as i was waiting for a car to come and pick me up and you know because i told them the story of the of the uh, the ultralight the experimental ultralight and they said wow you know little plane gone big plane gone yesterday and i said you know what is all this bs about lightning strike you know that's that's so rare that you could actually have a plane crash and uh, they had done some research and um, they had followed the flight path. Now you have to understand that where this aircraft was, there was no radar uh, contact. But of course, these planes are jammed with well, jammed with Windows Vista, <laughs> specifically in the Airbus, uh, and but lots of equipment, so they really can't avoid uh, bad weather. But there were, there really was an entire uh, storm system up to uh, 45, maybe even close to 50,000 feet, but certainly up to the 45,000 feet level um, that was right in its flight path. And I'll tell you one thing, that uh, you do not want to fly into essentially cumulus nimbus clouds and at any time, because uh, yeah, the
1: Nimbus is a nasty cloud. But you, I understood that there was a Lufthansa flight within the same range and same flight path that plowed
0: through all this stuff. Yeah, you know, and and it's hard to say because the guy essentially he was uh, he was climbing, so he might have been climbing through it, and it, it can be tricky. You know, it's it's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard to see. Now, my personal feeling is that this feels it sounds a lot like the continuing war between Airbus and Boeing you know it's just like let's blow it up it was time it was time for an Airbus to come down so it's too bad but tomorrow I'm flying on uh on a on a Boeing 747 to San Francisco so I hope to god that it's not uh my aircraft isn't uh, isn't Boeing. you?
1: Turn. Uh, what 747 are you taking? I, oh, I, yeah. There's so few 747 flights nowadays. No, no,
0: no. Uh, Virgin Atlantic takes uh, has oh, they, they right have they Airbus, have. but for the for the yeah. big crossing, they use uh, 747. Yeah, I think the
1: 747 is the greatest plane in the it world.
0: Is the, and it is, and you know what? Sheet metal and rivets, baby. No plastic on that. Sheet metal and rivets. Love it. Um, so there are a couple other theories. Uh, I think uh, still, you know, there. Uh, actually, I have the article here. Um, And I'm sure you heard about this, that uh, apparently there was a a bomb scare the day before. Let me just see if I can. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I'm looking for it. Uh, Hold on. Uh, officials investigate Argentina bomb threat as pilot claims Air France flight 447 was blown out of the sky by terrorists, according to the Mail Online. Investigators are examining a bomb threat called in on a flight from Buenos Aires to Paris just days before flight 447 disappeared over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, mm, aviation like authorities, a stretch. What, what, Why? And usually somebody would take credit for
1: it if they're, you know, doing that. <sighs> Well,
0: maybe that's still to come. I
1: mean, uh, Osama came out with a speech, of, uh, just like as I was coming back from San Francisco, like uh, yeah. you know, fifteen twenty minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone's already poo pooed it as just a you know the gollys. Well, doing you know, I, I, for
0: a nine eleven. It wasn't like Osama took uh, Osama bin Laden took credit for it. No, in fact, the media immediately started saying Osama bin Laden before he had even said anything. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but but whether. It Yes, it's it's possible, but it is so rare. You know, people are always – it's not like Hollywood, you know, where all of a sudden there's just turbulence and lightning well, flashes right? and you crash. I mean, it's just not that yeah, simple. Yeah, you know, I've actually been in a plane that's been hit
1: by lightning. Yeah, of course. Uh, it doesn't do anything, especially if it's in the sky.
0: I mean, I can be uh, hit would, by lightning <laughs> with my plane too, you know. It's a, not a problem. You, you you hope you're not touching metal at the time and you're not uh, – your foot isn't uh, extended all the way down to the ground, but it's it just <laughs> – Right, so you're dragging some wire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and even if it if it hits the electrical systems, you know, these, there's so many redundancies, so many backups. There's even a a little uh, propeller that can, you know, like a little windmill that can drop out of the bottom that'll provide electrical current. Now, the, uh, there isn't an, an instance of um, uh, it was a U.S. plane uh, several years ago um, that had a maintenance issue. Its elevator, so basically the the part that makes the plane go up or down. Um, either got stuck or broken, and they went into a uh, partial nosedive. They were able to recover, and you can. There's actually audio of this available online. And you hear other pilots, you know, looking at them, uh, t- uh, describing the situation. And you know, if you if you lose your elevator, you know, you just go into a nosedive. You go straight down. Or in this case, that's what happened with air, that aircraft. So that could be a possibility. But really, well, in, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying there, there's
1: still the issue with the, with the fly by wire and the software.
0: Yeah, and that is uh that is indeed what I feel is kind of to Airbus's detriment. Now, this is like a holy war. You know, you you talk to to Airbus pilots, you talk to Boeing pilots, uh, they will give you different uh, opinions. Personally, I don't like the joystick fly-by-wire. You know, I I'd like to feel that I'm actually connected to either directly to um to the controls as with my aircraft, small aircraft or, you know, hydraulics whatever. I don't like the whole computer fly-by-wire thing. It, uh, it doesn't sit pretty.
1: Yeah. You know, I flew a, a simulator, a real one, that uh, Ames that NASA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually flew two different ones. I flew a 747, which is just a full-blown 747 cockpit, the real thing. And also they have this uh, AF, this advanced whatever the heck it is, plane that they program for different things, and it's fly-by-wire, and it's got the little joystick on it. Yeah, and cu- curiously, the joystick uh, plane is the only one I could actually land safely. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, John, I think in the real deal, am I, you know what? I'm just
1: saying that's how if, you, that, if, you, if you, you, you <laughs> the people learn how to fly 747 in a simulator. They don't sure. take them. You know. no, no,
0: no, Well, yeah, sure. But it, if if you're ever on an aircraft. And they say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, is there anyone uh, on board who can fly <laughs> a plane? If, 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 if John gets listening. up, if John gets up and walks to the to the cockpit, you're so screwed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I'll take a few more hours in the simulator before I make. Dude, that do you have volunteer. a
0: do you have an in on a simulator? Can you get me on the sim? I'd I'd give my left nut to be on the sim like that. I'll uh, give him a note this week. Maybe we can go uh, together. Really? Oh God, John. I mean, I would really love you then. Huh? I mean, it's hard. It's expensive, man. It's really expensive to to get on a sim for for an hour. Yeah, I guess. But what kind of contact do you have?
1: That's one of the guys over there. They, you know, we do it after hours. Oh, and they, they actually like to, what's kind of a kick is that they, they like to, you know, there was for the journalists get to go there and we get to fool around in the simulators. Oh, but the, the funny actually. thing is he had me he put, and the one that I thought was the most interesting experience was 747 takeoff, which you could, they're easy to take off. But yeah. 747 takeoff on an iced over runway with a strong, um, completely ice, snowing, mm-hmm. and a crosswind.
0: What, how, well, uh, how much crosswind? Oh, uh, uh, you know, I you don't know. The remember. crosswind just component a lot. It was a lot. It, anyway, it goes. <laughs> Hello, like this. John C. Dvorak. You've got a crosswind on runway three zero. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> no, Here it goes like this. It goes like this. <laughs> it's a lot. It of doesn't make difference. Does it make? You can't go it, anywhere. No, of course it makes a difference. You have to know what the crosswind component is. You know, because there's it,
1: so much ice on the runway that all I did was just touch off. the throttle and I <laughs> went straight into the terminal.
0: <laughs> and your bags can be picked up uh, at Terminal 1, 3, and 7. <laughs> And apparently, I was spinning the whole time. So, well, you could you see with a. With so I didn't care you, about
1: what the crosswinds were. What well, difference does it make?
0: Well, with multi-engine, you can do it, but you need to compensate with your engine. So you give more thrust on the it, opposite it engine. That's the way to do it. I, I talked to a pilot once because I
1: sat next to one about this situation. But the guys at Ames, a- NASA, they just think it's hilarious. Yeah, so, well, you know. put
0: me on that icy runway in that in that sim, man. I, I'll, I'll get us off the ground, John. I promise you. Sure. I promise huh? you. So the big
1: news here over in the States, which you'll be picking up when you get here, is real news.
0: Oh, hold on. I was just switching to my browser. Give me a second. Uh... Okay, well, I can skip the real news now. And now, back to real news.
1: Yes? And the real news is that Conan O'Brien bumped, you know, got Jay Leno off the air, and now he's doing a show which is highly... It, right now, it's extremely overproduced, uh, and uh, it's actually quite good. He's a very uh, uh, pleasant person.
0: So, yeah, this is the big move where Jay Leno was moved to ten o'clock, and uh, this is the new prime time deal. Is, is that on now as well, or is it? Uh, no, that doesn't start until the fall season, and it's gonna. It, it has okay. disaster
1: written all over it for everybody, but Jay Leno, who will walk away probably close to being a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah. Because he's essentially picking up five prime time slots a week, and typically those bring in a budget of about ten to fifteen million dollars a show, and it's going to be a low budget show. Let's face it. Uh, you well, you don't know. You, don't know, you would, don't know that. No, I don't know that. But compared to a cop drama, I don't see that that he's going to be putting in as much money into the show. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a
0: studio show. Give me a yeah. break. How well, expensive can you, you don't can know. I, think? I mean, the, the anticipation is high. Uh, I have heard that there is going to be a lot more production. Uh, I think I think we're probably going to see a lot more skits. Which honestly, Leno's skits are usually pretty lame. You know, it's not like like a Letterman skit, which is meant to be lame and ergo yeah. very funny. It's um,
1: g- it's not going to have more production value than let's say a Saturday Night Live or Mad TV, and those still don't cost as much money to produce as a cop drama.
0: So you're calling it now? You're calling it failure?
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm calling it before it even shows up. I'm going to give him how,
0: how many weeks do you give him?
1: I'm going to give him uh, six to twelve weeks, and he's off the air. Okay, I'm going to. I um. It'll either be By the be way, six, in that period of time, he'll make he'll make a probably about five or six million dollars a day.
0: I wonder what their contingency plan is because you know there's nothing in production. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, I mean they've got to give him a lot more time. There's just no way. There's oh, then, no that, that's contingency. Theory. That's
1: a good. In, in terms of the bet, I think your logic is is sound because you're mm-hmm. right. They have to have a contingency plan. You can't take off five no, hours of can't. prime
0: time at ten o'clock, which is a, a minute, key. But wait a minute, it's not five hours, is it? How how many how much time is he actually getting? I thought it was like he's getting an hour, ten to eleven. Oh, five, oh, five times a week. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, no, that, that essentially would be one primetime drama or two, like, sitcoms. So that's expensive stuff, man. That's really, really expensive. And of course, he's gonna be pocketing all the money. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The money won't necessarily be on the screen.
1: Yeah, it'll be in his pocket. Yeah. So, I, mean, this guy, I don't know how he arranged this. I finally come to the conclusion that this guy's a master salesman. First, even though he blamed his agent, he managed to get Johnny Carson kicked off of television and Carson, once he retired, never even did a Vegas act or showed up for an Never did anything after that. He was so steamed up about it. So he gets him bumped off and then he comes up and sells this idea. I mean, this is a master at sales, this guy. I think I I th- th- mean, to I don't think it's, somebody no, five
0: I, hours of prime no, time a week? I disagree. I disagree. I don't think it's a, a master sales job. I think it's complete desperation that you know the numbers are, in the, are totally in the toilet. They've got to do something. They've got to save money at the same time. This is a total hail, hail mary, and they're doing the right thing by saying this is you know groundbreaking, etc. But it's it's a hail mary, John. It's it's not a sales I, job.
1: I some I would I don't think it came. I, I don't think the idea came from a network executive. Anyway, That's let's what I'm uh,
0: let's move on because uh, a lot of our audience does not give a crap about uh, American primetime television. What they might yeah. give a crap about is real news from Latvia. Yes, Latvians may be feeling depressed, according to Der Spiegel, fine German publication. They may be feeling depressed as a result of the economic crisis, which has hammered the Baltic state, but. On Sunday, over 500 blonde women did their best to lift the spirits in Riga with a blonde weekend event. Uh, <laughs> where essentially 500 blondes paraded through the capital wearing pink and white, many escorted by lapdogs wearing the same cheerful colors. Their goal? To use their beauty to shine a little light into the dark mood caused by the global downturn. Let me tell you, we need more of this. This is an excellent, excellent idea.
1: Brother. You know, this would have about as much chance as a snowball in hell of getting even past, you know, they don't mind having a gay parade where everybody's kind of dressed like that in San Francisco, but to have a bunch of women.
0: Oh, no, can't have that. Yeah, Check out check out the pictures, man. women dolled up with their little dogs is not going to happen. Dude, I'm saying, look at these pictures. I just Skyped you the link. I'm saying Roadshow to Latvia. Are you, are you? Okay. Are you okay. You going to you
1: going to put this in the show notes?
0: I yeah, have? yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Excellent. Hey, these lots
1: mean, of being women aren't that bad looking. Yeah,
0: look at the middle one in the middle picture. Look at her, man. The whole gallery. They're they're hot, dude. Look at them. Go a blonde. Of, uh, muffin tops there, but you know, other oh, than that. Oh, John, like you have, like you're not a muffin top in your in your black Speedo. You don't wear tight tight clothes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. No, your Hema Speedos, and and I've put them on order. They're not that tight. Hey, I've put them on order. I have a uh, a demo coming, a a beta with uh, no agenda on the crotch. Hema underwear. I've ordered one hundred pair. I seriously, well, seriously, you're gonna get different sizes. I hope. No, one size fits all. Of- <laughs> it's one size fits all at no agenda, my friend.
1: By the way, talking about one-size-fits-all, I wanted to mention something. You know, when I was shopping at the HEMA, I noticed something, and I think Americans probably haven't seen this forever, which is that you go to buy some socks, and they actually have your size Yeah. as opposed to one-size-fits-all. Fits everyone, because yeah. we have You're the right. low skews. We can't have too many skews. So just, uh, just make, somehow make a sock that fits everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it, it, so many people have emailed me about the HEMA underwear, and they totally agree. Even women who say they love to wear men's HEMA underwear. They used to say the same. To tell you the
1: truth, my wife was included in this. They used to like to wear the old Marks and Sparks underwear until the company stopped making quality.
0: Yep. Well... Uh, all you need to do is, well, are we doing a $50 limit or $100 limit for the uh, no-agenda crotch-ridden uh, HEMA underwear? Oh,
1: that has to be that. that has, that'll have to go on. the. Well, we can, we'll can. do both, 50. Just get twice as many.
0: <laughs> no, I only have 100, man. It's the first run. But we're, we're going to look, at the, we're gonna look at, the, at the demo first to see if we actually like the, uh, the well, embroidery. I'll okay,
1: well, tell you what, the first.
0: We'll that's see, that's, we'll that's, that's the 10 per- times as expensive as the actual uh, underwear itself, is the embroidery part.
1: Well, you, should, you know, I don't understand why that is because there's so many of these computerized embroidering machines and operations now. That you should get, but, you should be able to get that embroidered for a buck. No, but you're, you're misunderstanding. These are
0: hand embroidered. Oh, please! This is quality stuff. It's quality stuff, John. You don't want a hand embroider. What difference does it make? Well, because it's a hand job. <sighs>
1: You just is that the reason that you even brought this up so did lead to that joke? There you
0: go. Bada Bing, you wanna do your uh, your Greyhound well, dog joke? Dave,
1: you were talking about earlier, you mentioned that some people used to say you could bet on horses by uh going to, you know, going well, to the dump. Yeah. I heard that, that I heard this seriously that somebody said, you know, you go to a, a dog track, and by the way, there's a lot of cool dog tracks in Florida. Mm-hmm. You go to a dog track, and you would always watch the dogs before you place your bet. You uh, would place, you'd look for the last dog to take a dump, and you'd, you'd bet on that dog. Mm-hmm. Now, I was at the track, I swear. And it I was like, this. here's where, how, how it lined up for me. It was June 6th, 6-6. It was the sixth race. It was dog number six. And he took a dump. I put <laughs> six bucks on him. And he came in sixth.
0: <laughs> Good job. <laughs> hey, can't wait to go to the track with you.
1: Sounds like a hoot. Actually, the dog track is one of the funniest things I've ever experienced because about half the races, as the dogs go, they go like a bat out of the hell. They fly around the track, and on the first curve, there's always some dog on the inside that trips and falls. All the <laughs> dogs go over. It's hilarious.
0: I used to watch the, uh, the steeplechase. Uh, what is the, what is the big, uh, the big steeplechase in the UK? Which, which always, I found, it's like sad, man, where horses are falling over and they fall on the jockeys and they break, the horses break their legs and ugh. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, you know what? I, they I call I, it I, a steeplechase. Are they chasing a steeple? I don't get it. Um, you know, a steeple has something to do with the, uh, cause these really, really high hedges that the horses have to, so it's basically a track, but the, the huge, they it's got like a, a jump. Yeah, they got a jump. It's like uh, what do you call it uh, in track and field? Uh, hurdles. Hurdles, yeah, but they're really, really high, and it's uh,
1: bleh, yeah. every it. oh, once in a while, a horse falls over and you know
0: hurts himself. Yeah, well, that's a, I'm I'm talking about horse, not dog. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, I think we actually we actually predicted this, didn't we? Predict that his demise was coming. Well, he's getting out of it. He said,
1: "Looks like he's going to save himself." I mean, he has to shut down a bunch of operations. Well, I mean, no. I,
0: I, I do have to make a
1: when we bring this, while we, as we do the story. I do have a point of clarification that somebody you know sent me a note on. Mm-hmm.
0: But go ahead. Oh well, uh, from the uh, from the Sunday Times, uh, he's pretty much uh, out of business altogether. Uh, Seven million pounds in back taxes. For this money losing operations and that, so that has to be like VAT or something like that. Cause if you lose money, you, you know, you shouldn't technically have to owe any taxes. But, uh, this story, which I will put the link in the show notes, man, the, the guy is just, he is admitting he's saying that, you know, well, you know, um, he says my ego got the better of me, uh, particularly with his, uh, U.S. operations. I think that's what we were talking about. The U.S. operations that it's so hard to, you know, to run one restaurant as a celebrity chef, let alone, you know, 10 uh, or 15 and uh, and particularly having them in New York, which is forget about it. Um, so his goose is cooked, I guess.
1: Well, it, I read another article. It looks like at least he's going to he's going to survive it. He's mm-hmm. going to pay the taxes, and he's going to be a smaller operation. Now, a couple of things that came up in the conversation recently when we were talking about sous vide. Right. Uh, Explain sous vide again, because sous vide is that low temperature cooking in a vacuum packed bag where you put it. You take a piece of meat or fish, and you put it in this. It's like one of those. Cooking bags, but you suck all the air out of it and then you drop it in a bath of warm water and cook it for, you know, a day and a half and it makes a weird tasting thing and it's, I think it's a dangerous way to cook, to summarize. Uh, anyway, I mentioned that I thought that when Ramsey was being criticized for using cooking bags that it was all sous vide, but somebody hooked me up to an article. If I can find it, we'll put it in the show notes. I don't know, it was a week ago or more. Uh, was, uh, apparently Ramsey had a bunch of little restaurants here and there in some part of England and so he had a central kitchen. That he was making literally cooking bags of you know like uh, Coco van or something like that, and he it wasn't sous vide van, whatever <laughs> it was not a, it was not sous vide. It was actual, you know, just let's make the stuff someplace else, put it in a bag and seal it and send it to the restaurant and let them warm it up. Right, right. Uh, and there was some documentation for that. And, I, you know, that, you know, I suppose it's probably better than most food in most restaurants. But the same thing is that after watching him do all those shows, and we've both watched his show a lot, yes. uh, it's, and all the lecturing he does about, you know, well, you can cook it fresh, do it on the spot. I don't like stuff frozen. Yeah, da, da, yeah da, da. he was full of and crap. It, yeah, then he's doing it. So I mean, it's just like you know,
0: that's a little annoying. Well, I, I like the guy. I hope his TV show continues. Uh, and uh, You know, I've eaten at one or two of his restaurants. It's good, but uh, the TV show uh, is more interesting to me than. The, yeah, yeah, than I the thought it was entertaining,
1: and I, I like his, his his consulting style. Style, yeah. You know, it's it's very down to earth and straightforward, and it's something people can adopt to all kinds of things. I think he's got a good. But you know, this this setback is probably going to affect his. Uh, you know, a lot of his personality.
0: Yeah. Hey, the big news, uh, over in Gitmo nation East in uh, Europe, uh, tomorrow, the European, uh, elections are being held. Uh, you know, I've,
1: that, that's funny. You mentioned that because I wanted to talk about this on the show a few months back mm-hmm. when I was coming back from, uh, Amsterdam, uh, on a, I went, I was on a Lufthansa flight and they were playing a commercial on the air, plane you know they have just you can watch yeah it's TV. called
0: in-flight entertainment
1: that's it and uh it was a, a long commercial about it, it extolling the virtues of everybody getting to vote and they had like they were interviewing one person after another oh i'm so happy i can vote and they go <laughs> yeah. from one country to another i'm on they, e
0: and- i'm on e i'm so happy i can vote
1: it was unbelievable, and then they sh- and they would, and then it was like a whole thing was like a promotion f- to make sure everybody voted. And yeah. then now, as I read these reports from Europe, it's
0: like half the people don't they aren't even remotely interested in voting, and some of no. them just, say, I'm not going to vote. You watch the turnout. You watch how low the turnout is going to be. But there's a lot speak? of fishy stuff going on, and I wanted to highlight one uh, thing in particular. Um, tomorrow, and now the European Parliament is huge. 754 ministers of European Parliament will be chosen. Now, this is a significant number. Yeah, this is like that thing in Star Wars. <laughs> it's that. No, no, it's the, uh, Starfleet Command Council or whatever. But, but what's significant about it is that, uh, this year we had 736 seats. And now with tomorrow's vote, there'll be 754. Why is that interesting? That's an extra 18 seats. And that was um, determined in the Lisbon Treaty that an extra 18 seats were, be to it, were to be created. Of course, the Lisbon Treaty has not actually been ratified and passed by all the countries. So they're ramming this shit through without it even being ratified. What are these extra seats for? Uh, well... To suck more money out of, uh, the citizens of Europe. I- I'm sure it has to do, you know, there's all these different rules about when a majority wins. It- it's, it's all, it's math and I really haven't done it yet, but essentially <clears throat> if you have one of the majors like France or Germany and you can, and then you need two more. Uh, of the minor countries and even though you don't have majority you win a vote anyway. So it, it it all has it's it's a scam, John. It's a scam. They needed the 18 seats to be able it, it <clears throat> somehow it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, somehow it's changing the balance of the voting structure. That's the only, you know, uh, the only thing I can come up with. Hmm. Um so what do you think the turnout's going to be? 30 40% max? I would say 28 no. Yeah, I'll say 28%. Nah. Yeah, I'll say 28%. Because I, oh. th- I think it's very, very low. There's a lot of, you know, the real news is popping up all over Europe. You know, there's all kinds of distractions. Uh, I think it'll be very, very low. There's an article in the um, the Irish Daily Mail. Which um, I don't want to go into it into to great detail, but it does talk about one particular minister of uh, European Parliament. You'll probably remember this guy for the, from the German Green Party, Daniel Kohn Bendit, of Bendit, uh, who I guess is up for re-election. He uh, is actually a self-confessed uh, pedophile. Uh, this is the guy who. Uh, who was teaching kindergarten and uh, had kids, un- you know, pull a zipper up and down as some kind of, like, some <laughs> like, kind of, hey like, Hey, kids, game. come here. <laughs> some kind of, no, I t- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, here, um, <laughs> he produced a book. in 1975. Um, He worked in a kindergarten and allowed the children to pull down the zip on his trousers and touch him intimately. In the book, he had asked them why they wanted to play with him and not with each other. But in the end, he caressed them. His words. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Just like that creepy character in Family Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is that?
1: There's an old man and family guy who's a pedophile, and he comes, he's not in all the shows, but he comes in every so often, and he's and he just, and he talks like this, and he's just a creepy guy with no teeth, and he's like 80, and he's always asking the kids to get something out of his pockets. <laughs> I got a dime in here. And he's got a walker. He goes around the walker, he's like, I can't reach
0: in my pocket, can you reach in and get my, oh my wallet? God, that's horrible. It's, it's really pretty funny. Uh, Germans, Germany's Constitutional Court is to publish its judgment on whether the uh, Lisbon Treaty is compatible with the country's constitution by June 30th. This will be very important as they're uh, examining a complaint by uh, center-right politician Peter Gauweiler and some left-wing deputies that. Now, uh, sorry, what country is this? This is Germany.
1: Oh, Germany? So, in other words, the Lisbon Treaty may be incompatible with the German constitution?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it makes yep. sense. It probably
0: well, is. Well, it is because I've read this thing and essentially the death penalty, or if you resist arrest and you run away, if you are killed by the authorities, it's a, it's a legal kill. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've read hey, this thing, buddy. man. Hey, see that dog over there? Go chase him. Hurry. <laughs> you, you, you may, you may have forgotten. It's illegal. You, yeah, but you, you may have forgotten what we did discuss this, I think, uh, previously on the show, uh, when, uh, you know, when, when this whole thing, uh, really started cranking up, but in the Constitution, the human rights uh, amendment, if you will, there's stuff in there that says, you know, if you are a, a, a vagrant, uh, a drug abuser, which includes alcohol, um, if you are not of sound mind, you can be arrested. You know, this is, this, this is the total Gitmo state is, is just about complete. And now that they have their 18, I'll tell you, maybe it's this. Maybe they got these 18 extra votes and somehow they'll finagle it so that they can, you know, ratify the thing without even having, they're just going to bypass Ireland. You know, it's like, f- screw it, Ireland. You don't even have to vote again, even though you said no already. We've already got the votes. It's going to be something like that. It's going to get ramrodded through and people are so, lethargic to this, which is why I predicted 28%, I'm going to write this down, 28% voter turnout. What did you say?
1: I was thinking 30, 30 to 40, maybe well, well, up to 40 Call 40%. a number, call
0: a number, call a number.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I could play prices Right and just predict 29, but I'm going to predict, I'll try to be a little more honest about it, I'm going to predict they're going to do about 39%. 39. 10 got 10 points say,
0: higher. Okay, 39%. You watch. JCD 39. Okay, it's, it's documented now. Documented, baby. Um. All right, what you got? I got, I got tons of stuff. So
1: I'm well, going with another item. I'm I've got a bunch of things kind of here, but they're, you know, they're. Uh, well, let me look at a couple. I of got things. one. The Guantanamo uh, Bay game came out. or uh, Are they working on it? I've, yeah, I've seen screenshots of this thing. I don't know if it's a joke or not. I can't no, it's tell. not a joke.
0: No, I think it's real. I've I've seen screenshots and YouTube videos. We got a number of people
1: that sent us links to the BBC articles on No Jabs, No School says Labor.
0: Yeah, you know, but yeah, this is about Parliament. the uh, the MMR, the uh, mumps, rubella, measles. M- mumps, measles, mumps rubella. measles, rubella, Yeah, and uh, and this, of course, is is already in place. I think in New Jersey and several other states in the U.S., if your kid does not have uh, all vaccinations, then they're actually forbidden from attending school, which I think is unconstitutional. By itself. I think it's totally unconstitutional. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so now uh, this is all over the news here in the, in the UK. And, of course, everyone says, yeah, it's a good idea. At least everyone they interview on the BBC thinks it's a good idea. Everyone they interviewed and they showed on the BBC, which ergo, of course, means everyone wants it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I've had the
1: measles. When I was a kid, everybody got the measles and the mumps. And sometimes yeah. they got the German measles, which is what rubella is. It's another form of measles. Only the German measles only lasts like three days. But that's the dangerous one. Because if a pregnant woman gets it, well, no, the sterile one, I think is the mumps. If you're right. an adult right. and you right. get right. 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 male, gets the mumps, you get it down and you get the you get the ball mumps is what you get. And um, the but bu- the ball, uh, rubella, ball. if you're a female pregnant woman and you get this, which is it doesn't happen that often, but I suppose it happens once in a while. Your your child is is essentially ruined. Yeah. Um For some reason, but generally, when we were kids, everyone would get the measles and the mumps and the chicken pox and all this stuff. And it wasn't—I never thought you know nobody was that worked up about it. It wasn't like people were dropping dead. You'd get the measles. Oh, well, he's got the measles. Oh, yeah. Well, in, f- measles. In, in fact, I had the German measles, and I had to—I think I had to stay out of the light, yes. and you got to be inside for a couple of days, and then it goes away. It's a very short-lived thing. My son. Who's uh, graduating shortly? Uh, uh, he had the measles or the chicken pox. I can't remember what I know. It was the chicken pox. And it was the weirdest thing. He had like one pock. <laughs> <laughs> you need a shot <laughs> he, like, annoyed kid. annoyed everybody in the family. <laughs> one pock. He, like, he was diagnosed. He had the chicken pox. He had the one pock. <laughs> where, where, where was the one pock? It's on his face. It was a pock. You sure it wasn't a pimple? No, it wasn't a pimple. It was, it was a chicken pox. A pox. So it's one
0: pox Dvorak. Love it.
1: <laughs> Wait, let, let, Something let me, like that. Let me ask you, so maybe, it was like, wow, everyone's going – they were so jealous. How did you get away with only getting one pox? You may have had two, but it was but, you, know, there, the point. you
0: know, there are actual um, – Parties, measles parties for parents. Yeah, no, who, that's kind of sick. I mean, no, I don't think it's sick. I, I think it's a per, oh. perfectly good idea. You know, there's measles, measles breakout, and you basically put the kids together so they all get infected, and they get the measles, and then, of course, their immune system is much stronger for it, and they all survive. You know, everyone lives happily ever, ever after. Yeah, you well, know, just something sick about it. Hey, I just saw a breaking news that someone sent to me. Apparently, well, maybe it's not breaking news, it's a Dutch article, uh, Brilly, D- dot nl sent it to me that uh apparently google and yahoo conspired uh which would be a cartel not cartel forming but uh anti-competitive uh they they made secret agreements not to poach each other's um staff it's oh, Was- really? yeah wait a minute washington post article hold on let me take this just came oh, out. that's a scandal yeah it's a huge scandal hold on i'll send you the link uh for some reason, well, hoots-
1: that. You know, we got to find more of this stuff because this is how we get our some of this money into the ta- into the coffers of the U.S. government. You know, that's a big fine in that one. That's like a multi. Oh, you Oh, know, and
0: and the European Union, of course, can can oh, lay well, fine on so top dumb. of it. Yeah, here comes no, sure, Naley. You know, so dumb. Here comes Naley. Let me give you this uh, link. It's something's weird with the. Ho- it's like some proxy thing. Like the internet is really fast, but it takes twenty-five to thirty seconds for the page to actually start loading. It's dumb. Okay, here, check this out. You'll get. You'll probably get the uh, page. That might before be a good I call do. for
1: my market watch. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I mean, it's not selling more than an item, to be honest. Federal it,
0: antitrust probe targets tech giants, sources say. It's, it's not loading for me, John. Get to the, uh, check the story out and
1: see. Yeah, I'm looking it. at it. The review said it's in preliminary stages. Focus on the search engine giant Google and its competitor Yahoo, Apple maker of the popular iPhone, and the biotech firm Genentech, among others. They're going after everybody. Wow, Genentech too, huh? This is Obama. The yeah, Obama boys are going for it. obama the We can get some money. I mean, it, you know, the government has been so lax with these big companies that have been really kind of taking advantage of the situation for so long. Now, you could just turn it around just a little bit and start turning up the heat, and you've got lots of money coming in. Coming in. That's one way to do it. That yeah, works for me. I've always thought this collusive stuff was a bad idea. I don't like it. I don't like the, the fact that companies don't compete. I never liked the fact that during the both the Bush 1, Reagan, Clinton, and Bush 2, the whole group of them let these uh, one tech company buy its competitor one after another after another. I mean, Symantec basically was one of the one of five or six or seven uh, tools makers that made utilities programs, right. and they just essentially bought the rest of it. They bought one, two, three. They just bought them all. And they took over the whole business It just didn't do the public any good. I mean, it did them a lot of good because they didn't have to worry about competing anymore. But I always thought, wh- wh- where's, wh- how come nobody's stopping this? Could
0: you imagine if Mevio and Revision 3 had such a shady... Uh- <laughs> Such a shady uh, deal amongst under-the-table deal. you'd
1: be on page 175 of the memo.
0: Yeah, 175 of the onion. Yeah, we'll get
1: to those guys eventually. How much do you think we can get out of them? Uh,
0: Yeah, let's let's take Curry's plane. (laughs) From uh, Bloomberg, uh, I'm sure you've heard this one because you're so all over the tech news. Uh, Steve Ballmer, CEO of uh, Microsoft, said if uh, Congress enacts... President Barack Obama's plans to impose higher taxes on U.S. companies—it uh, will have to move uh, work offshore, like
1: they haven't already. <laughs> Let's see. Wait. Let me get this straight. Microsoft's already hired more H-1B people and want to hire even more, and then they it off the non-H-1Bs. And they got placed. They got uh, you know R&D in China. They got R&D in India. They opened up a big giant thing, and so they're going to. They already did. And by the way, you're still taxed.
0: Can we uh, do a little intermezzo? You know, if you're an
1: American company. You're getting taxed for whatever your profits are. It's got, what has it got to do with being offshore?
0: You can, he can be all offshore, and they're still going to get taxed. You no, know, particularly with certainly with a virtual company, you would think it's uh, pretty easy.
1: Yes, and what he has to do, which he well, wants. well,
0: hold on, hold on. The, so the ta- the tax difference would be um, employment tax, that, that which is huge. Okay, well that's true. How about a little uh, think- intermezzo, John? I, I, I need a little uh, ah shit uh, nah it's crap. What'd it's you not, do? Now nah, it's not loading. I wanted to do it. I wanted it on cue, but it's not working. Yeah, crap. Never mind. It might you gotta start. Gotta get, get something second. faster. Get a PC. Get rid of that Mac. No, it's the page. It has nothing to do with the Mac. Please, I'm not getting rid of this Mac. In fact, I'm afraid to buy a new one because the sticker on the back probably won't transfer. Oh, there it is. Everybody, please sing along.
1: What is this you're playing? Monty Python. I don't remember this song. No. Truly,
0: life would be fine if we both 69, if we sit on our faces and all sorts of places to play, till we're blown away. All right. Ooh. Sorry, I just found that the other day, and I love the song it's so much. kind of gross. Yeah, I like it, though. So,
1: uh, I never heard that before. I didn't know Monty Python did the uh, yeah, blue classic, material. Yeah, classic. Classic. Huh. So, uh, anyway, we're we're talking about taxes. (laughs) I was
0: trying to break away, but yeah, you got something? No. Um, California, apparently, according to Pacific Business News, will run out of cash in 14 days. (laughs) You know, I've lived in California,
1: like, I'd say 99% of my life. Mm -hmm. This happens every single year they run out of cash in 14 days. Every year this goes on. Every year. It's never ended. So what?
0: I'm just saying. It'll happen while I'm out there.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what the difference will be? You probably, the the services will improve. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of shocked today in, uh, in Amsterdam. Uh, A friend of mine, her mom is in, uh, dying she's in uh, in care and uh, so part of it is paid for by the state and uh, so she was at her inner you know she was she went she was basically had to have like a, a every three months they sit down with uh, with you know the the chief of the care center and you could say hey, oh, so how's everything going any complaints and uh, she had noticed that you know the room really wasn't getting cleaned very well it was really dusty I mean like real like big gobs of dust and the um uh, and this lady says, "Well, you know, I'm really sorry about that, but we've had all these cutbacks, and one of the big cutbacks on the government uh, uh, budget for these for these homes is on uh, the cleaning personnel. So now they for for I don't know, it's like I don't know how many hundred rooms or whatever. So now there's only one. That's d- the last thing you're supposed to of cut. Of course, and it's like one day a week, and they have to do over a hundred rooms, and now it's the vacation period, and they don't have. It's not like they have any." Uh, temporary help. It's just half the staff is gone. It's it's like it's unconscionable. And this is the this government. Is the
1: way, this is always the way <clears throat> bureaucrats operate. When they get to make them cut something, they always cuts the some of the most important, essential things, just to screw with everyone. <sighs> you know, I'm reminded of when I was at Tech TV when they were starting to do cutbacks over there. The first. You have to remember, there was a bunch of shows that had a bunch of very attractive women that were only, not to insult any of them, there's a couple of them that were naturally beautiful, but generally speaking, most women on television, if you sit them down in a, in a chair for a couple hours with a makeup person, they're, they're fantastic looking. Sure, sure. So Even they got you. rid of the makeup people. <laughs> the
0: cheapest people that's in the a, place that's right Make, that's all, you're right it, that's always the first to go you're right we got to cut back on hair and makeup and by the way the lighting director can come in once a week too
1: that's <laughs> unbelievable
0: and so and the worst part about it is i know that these
1: people were the lowest paid and all yeah. of
0: the meanwhile the executives <laughs> are out living it up it's like at, M- at mtv they always did that And literally, it's like, well, you know, we have a little bit of a slow period and a cutback, so the lighting director is only going to, instead of being there all full time, it'll come in two days a week, and you get a mark as your spot, and then it was like, find your light. (laughs) So you have to like, hold on, let me just angle my head a little bit to the right. Hey, everybody, it's Bon Jovi. (laughs) God. Yeah. uh. Creeps. Whereas at Medio, we just don't do makeup at all. No, actually, they have a makeup person
1: for a couple of the people they they, they, I know. they bring in. Um we do. Um, Did, does she you
0: do your makeup? You have makeup on, don't you?
1: No, I do not use makeup. You should.
0: I know. I'm sorry. That came on. Came... I look
1: great with makeup on.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you get the makeup uh, person to come? Uh, you by? know,
1: I, my, Who cares? Who's watching? You know me what? Why anyway? don't
0: you do? I do my own makeup.
1: Don't. Why don't you do? Yeah, your own you makeup? do that anyway, whether you're on the air or not. Yeah. So I, I, I get laid. So here's the deal. Somebody sent me a note because I mentioned propylene glycol because it was yes. related to ethylene glycol it might be poisonous, but no, of course, it's not. Apparently, this is it's what a lot. we were talking we about. This
0: regarding uh, what was it cigarettes? Yeah or, yeah, or those phony cigarettes.
1: Yeah, the ones the that e, have the, e, the e-cigarette. Yes, the e-cigarette, the e-cig. E-cigarette. So uh, was cig, by the way, a special interest group? So e-cig is actually kind of interesting as a term. So but just as a nerd, no, thing. but
0: it's c-i-g, not s-i-g. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying. Yeah. It's a pun so anyway the point is is that the guy mentions this propylene glycol thing and then uh, and I you know I, it's the way it is with chemistry I mean you have for example ethyl alcohol is you is something you can digest and methyl alcohol will kill you I mean just a, you know you, you just change the thing around a little bit and one's poisonous and one's not but what it brings to mind is a couple of things and I want to just kind of change gears for just one second which is that we do need more uh, support we did, had a really lousy week last week and I, for various reasons we didn't get as much uh, volunteer uh, uh, income like uh, zero donations. Well, we no, we got a couple, uh. but it was don't. We didn't get the donations you normally get. And, and I, look at
0: what we're doing. Look what we're doing for this show. I mean, right now it is uh, quarter to eleven. I'm dead tired. There's all kinds of shit going on in my life. You've rushed back from the from the city doing other stuff. Mevio related. You know, what did you do, Cranky Geeks today? Yeah, Cranky Geeks. Good show yeah. today, by the way. Who was on? I don't remember. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> Who cares? But, you know, we, we really do put the effort into it. Twice a week. On uh, Sunday. Sunday. It's like a day <laughs> off. Just, it's it's do the, do Lord's day. Do. the Lord's Day. The Lord's <laughs> Day. You know, and, and 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 we're working, you know. We need some the dough.
1: Theborg.org slash NA. slash NA.
0: Once again. Wait,
1: right, I want to do the jingle. No, the jingle is... I think the jingle is what killed it, to be honest. But I think that jingle is too long. I and love this. It's, the, it's, too it's
0: 22 seconds.
1: That's way too long for a jingle for this show. Well, how about this one, then?
0: Okay, that's good. The things and have to that's be shorter. another one. For the armory. All right. Yeah, well, that's Jeff that's is going to be hurt now that you don't like his. Well, jingle. Jeff, can,
1: Jeff, has to shorten these things up because I got too many complaints about the length of the thing. that I listen to say, "Well, it's a little flippant." You know, it's as though you know, yeah, we're going to throw aside. It's too. It was not serious enough. Like okay. we really all right, do need all right, the money. All
0: so, right. all right. Yes, we do. That's but let's true.
1: go. Let's back up. I want to just ask one more thing for people out there because of this propylene glycol thing. If you want to get a hold of me, you can send me an email to johnatdvorak org, and if you're interested in this particular thing, instead of donating money. I want a copy of the Merck Index by my side. And if I have a copy, the Merck Index. I don't understand. The Merck Index is the. I used to have one. I used to use it when I was a chemist. I used to be a chemist. And that's how I understood, learned about the what Merck Index. What is the Merck Index? The Merck Index is this big book. And you can look up anything in there that's a chemical or anything. Oh. And, and all chemists use this book constantly because you're always saying I'm going to be putting this, you know, this 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 reagent together, and you look up the stuff to see if it's going to
0: kill you. <laughs> and does it have a little mark next to it? Like this oh, I'm is telling deadly. You, there
1: is some stuff that you work with and you use it. And in in, in 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 analysis, <laughs> in terms of doing some chemical analysis, you have to work with some of this stuff. And I'm not going to start throwing out names of various weird poisons, but there was one. In Particular that will, I mean, one flake of this stuff, if it lands on your skin, we will kill you dead in seconds. What is it? Let's get I'm some of that. Tell it what, what it is. It's in why fact, not? It has, is, is it is it, it readily available? Use. Is it easy to obtain? I, I have no idea. All I know is that it was in a safe, and you had to have two or three people to get it out. Just the, cool. ugh, it's horrible stuff. Cool. But the Merck Index is what you use to quickly look up the stuff. If I had the Merck Index next right. to me when I is it lathered on about propylene glycol, I would have looked it up, and it, I would say, it, you know, is it ex- is the Merck
0: Index expensive? Is this a costly? It's a hundred bucks. Well, there you go. You could be I the per- you the could Merck be the person about- who actually pays for the Merck Index. One hundred bucks. Yeah. That would that would be great. You get an old one for
1: a lot less, but a new one's about hundred bucks.
0: So, um, so that stuff that you mentioned, that flake is that, uh, and the way they handle that—you have to have three people and a safe. That sounds like a Baxter International operation, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> kind
0: of like that, but you know, there's a lot of stuff
1: that you don't know—is you know, you never heard of or you don't. But the Merck Index has got everything in there, and you and you'd, you'd look that one up, and it would just say, "Wow." How do you spell? It?
0: How do you spell Merck in uh, Merck?
1: Merck? It's a. It's, it's, oh, I think from it's Merck. Un-
0: okay. Okay, yeah, I duh. think it's done
1: by those guys wait isn't that online not not the real one not the, the I, maybe you can subscribe to some online service, but there's no way I can look this and besides that it's nice to have a big tome next to you, 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 you just can want flip through it
0: you just hey, hold on Merck index Wikipedia oh the Merck index online there you go I want the book hold on Merck oh, it says merck index on oh, i hate this this proxy thing these oh, I love never staying this hotel again. Oh, here it is, dude. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, you'll get the book. Don't worry, you'll get the book. Check it the out. The point,
1: anyway. By the way, I'm wondering why your Skype. By the way, your Skype connection is outstanding. Fantastic.
0: I know it's something that it has. So something to So why is what's wrong with the with the web? Because it's some kind of proxy or look something. You know, it's online. S M. There you go. So can you search? I don't know. Look. Well, at you look. You can download the PDF, John. Oh, it's the, the blue PDF. Sh- this thing is huge. I don't want to download the PDF. Oh, God forbid! But you can't search. Can you search?
1: I'm not seeing any search. This is a this is an October 2005. There's a 2006 version. Oh, it's outdated. That's no good. Well, you know, the fact is, the one from 1960 is probably is good as anything.
0: All right. World Health Organization official says world edging towards pandemic. Geneva. Dateline. Geneva. The spread of H1N1 flu in Australia, Britain, Chile, Japan, and Spain has nudged the world... Why these guys f- give up on this? We well,
1: had 30,000, just a regular <laughs> flu with everybody all inoculated. We had 30,000 deaths in the United States. We had, what, five? What, what are these guys, what are they trying to sell here?
0: Well, vaccines. Uh, The newly discovered strain had caused more infections than seasonal influenza at the start of Chile's flu season, raising concern about how it would spread in the southern hemisphere, according to Kaiji Fukuda, who, of course, is the World Health Organization's acting assistant director general. (sighs) They do not give up, do they? I want to
1: mention, by the way, that of all the people covering this from the get-go, we are the only Only ones that call, called it as bullshit yeah. from the the very beginning. Well, actually, it was you. Thank but you. the um, Thank in this you. in I'll this case, I w- I'll take that was as a compliment. A slow on the draw. I have some. But the, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that I was reading an article the other day that's now saying that we're they, they expect the United States citizens to have to get three flu shots a year.
0: Yeah. Well, in the Netherlands, they've already ordered. I- well because it's it's they're like 5 bucks a pop in the Netherlands they ordered 34 17 million people in the country. Everyone gets two shots, 5 bucks a pop. It'll be uh mandatory. Otherwise you can't go to school or you can't go to McDonald's or whatever they'll make up. It's money, 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 baby. It's all about you know what? We should have that. This is this we're begging for money. We're stupid. We need to have people take a flu shot and charge by them by law. It. <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> Dvorak.org slash
1: NA to wrap that up. But, uh, uh, anyway, go to Dvorak.org slash NA. I'm going to change that page so it's a little more pleasant, by the way. And I'm going to put yeah. something in there so people can subscribe in a way that they can get a knighthood. Now, there's <laughs> another one that you should be, you, you, since you're in England. I understand that Wacky Jackie, the crazy woman that she, runs the, yeah. Yeah. is quitting.
0: No, no, it's uh, Sheila Bear. No, I thought Wacky Jackie was quitting. That's no, what I was reading no, in the Times. No, I thought it, Well, I know that Sheila Bear quit. Who was, and she's on Wacky Jackie level. Hold on, let me try. Uh, wacky. This is the one who put
1: Michael Savage on the on the no do not, not en- list. do not, enter, do not list. enter list.
0: Yeah, let me see uh, the news. Hold on a second. For some reason, Google just popped really quick on this shitty connection. While I'm looking that up, John, I got some inside information which I think is pretty interesting. There is a new twenty billion dollar project that has just been approved for natural gas um, in Australia, hmm. and uh, natural- and it's already been sold. It's already been pre-sold to the uh, usual suspects in the Pacific Rim. But what's interesting? There's this island, and the name escapes me. There's an island that um, that is that's actually a, a nature reserve. Or or it's a protected island. And there's been a kind of like an independent uh, oil or an independent refinery, a natural gas refinery on that island for like 40 years. And the only reason they were allowed to have that refinery there is because they had to, you know, commit to, to, you know, protecting the island. And so now they're going to start doing this $20 billion project. And, you know, they're building, they're expanding. They had a little runway there that could take like King Airs and stuff, but now they're expanding it to take Dash 80s. So it'll be huge, and it's, you know, screw the environment. Screw the island. Let's, uh... Let's just go ahead. There's and, a uh,
1: bunch of weird stuff going on in the petrol business.
0: Yeah. Well, and the, the prices was, are moving up. We're moving towards the Yeah, sept-
1: the prices are moving up for no apparent reason and and the, the, while the demand is down. So I think this is kind of a phony thing and I'm yeah. expecting that to turn around eventually. But but I was watching Dan Rather this week's Dan Rather show on HDNet is really interesting because he got a bunch of Russians on there and they're talking about, you know, their strategy with Russia and I'm going to send you an MP3 of the of the uh, chat so you can listen to it okay. because we need to talk about what yeah. the they discussed, yep. and they also talk about how Russia's got this huge natural gas pond that's apparently the size of you know anything Saudi Arabia or anybody else has. And then we have this discovery in Australia. And then as and some, every once in a while I get an email on this, we have in the United States discovered two ex- huge
0: Huge, pools. yeah, huge.
1: And the one in, in Louisiana apparently is as big as anything in the world, and nobody's talking about
0: it. It's Hazel Bleer. I'm sorry. Hazel Bleer has resigned. I don't know what you're talking about, Wacky Jackie. I only see Hazel Bleer. I'm well. I'll have to get you the link. Yeah. But can you, anyway, can you look, send me that MP3 tonight so I can listen to it on the on the plane? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I got a ten hours. Well,
1: time? Okay. Well, I'll set, I have to go pull it. In other words, to make the MP3. Don't, I'm so not pulling
0: to. anything. Not by your command.
1: So I'm going to have to pull the thing, and then it'll take an hour. So if you can pick it up in a couple hours, I can do it.
0: Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, I I leave the hotel at nine, so that's only one a.m. your time. So you have plenty of time to, to look for it, to pull it. Yeah. Hey, the um, that magazine that uh, that I offered, you know, since they you know illegally took my copyrighted uh, Creative Commons copyrighted picture. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, why don't you just uh, why don't you just send uh, five thousand euros to War Child? So they had the editor of this magazine on television going, ha, 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 uh, we're not gonna do that. First of all, what a dick. You know, I'm you know, Warchild. Ha, ha ha ha. We're not gonna send any money to Warchild. And by the way, ha, I haven't received any real documentation. Well, I, they, they'll be in court within two weeks. I don't I don't even have to show up. My lawyer is so confident he says, Adam, even if we lose, I'll pay for I'll pay for our costs. <laughs> it's like these guys are so screwed. I love it. Well, that's good. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what else we got on the list? So I had one thing. There's a, we, we got to wrap it up, that, man. We got, we got the war to... with Korea. We can do that on the next show. The war. I want to thank uh, producers, Keith Ray, Chris Engler, uh, our East coast research, Lutz and Frederick Carlson for sending us a lot of tips. Um, uh, and, uh, there was something on Twitter that's kind of interesting. I was trying to remember, but I can't. Remember. Oh yeah. yeah. I just want I had this question before we started the show cuz I was looking at Twitter for people who was saying that they can hear the stream. Do, I wonder why people, you know, they say I am leaving my house to go to such and such to I'm going to be flying to New York and they tell you all these details of the lives. I wonder how many when some criminals are going to decide to get on Twitter and just rob people blind because they're telling every move that they make is on a personal level.
0: Say that you know, again. So you, say that again.
1: In other words, I'm gonna, am I going to say, I'm, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm, at, I'm here in Albany by myself because my wife is over at the other house, and I think I'm going to go to New York today. I'll be back in a week." Now, what do I want to make that announcement for? And just leave my house like open? Yes, yeah, really. Uh, for a Come on by. Come on. And does anybody think, in the, I mean, like, like, does anyone think it's a good idea to be so, you know, open with with your every move?
0: No, no. That I
1: don't think it's a good idea. I was seeing somebody just saying exactly where they were. They I'm right now, I'm at the coffee shop at such and such place. Yeah, uh, anyone wants that's to that's say hi. Really, you know? That's not really well, I'd smart. say hi at your yeah.
0: house. You that's know? not really smart.
1: No. Anyway, I don't know. Just yeah. a complaint of mine. There's a good Twitter video. I'll, I'm going to send you the link to it. You can put it on the uh, show notes.
0: Hey, dude, my my daughter's like texting me, and I really want to talk to her. She wants to talk, so can we... Wrap it up. We, yeah, we're, like only, we're yeah right. We're at the past the hour point. I think. Yeah, and the fact that she wants to talk to me is really good. So if you don't mind. So uh, yeah, um, we'll be back on Sunday. Yes, we'll go absolutely. The,
1: and uh slash na. Yeah, and uh, I've got. Well,
0: oh, that's really weird. My uh, hmm, oh, there you go. For some reason, my MIDI controller wasn't working. There we go. Um, yeah, and I'll be at the. Uh, oh, and uh, Mickey says hi. Good. She's Let's listening. Well, she's hearing, so Oh she uh, is she's listening? Yeah. Oh yeah. We we got a fan. And you know what? She so wears wait, 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 she wears wait, 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 male, wait, 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 male HEMA underwear. Though,
1: from six to seven. Hold on.
0: <laughs> she wears she wears male HEMA underwear. <laughs>
1: As all smart money does. Yes, of course.
0: No, uh, Sunday, and I I, you know, I got this like corporate apartment that Rosie set me up with, so it'll be interesting to see how the bandwidth is, because whenever I'm in California and you're in California, basically the connection sucks, particularly <laughs> if we're both on Comcast. Yeah, I did a thing with the, with the guy the other day on Comcast, and
1: it just died right in the really? middle. Really? You're with kidding Comcast? me.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. No, oh, just shit. right in the
1: middle. Just, we had a great connection, boom, dead.
0: Was that with the... Um,
1: uh, no, this Horowitz? Is guy, this is, this is, no, this is a separate. No, this is ah, a, okay. no, Horowitz has another issues with his connection.
0: Yeah, you know, I think Horowitz has issues in general. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like him. I like him. I like him. Okay, uh, so anyway, that was fun. Um, coming to you from an undisclosed hotel in Gitmo Nation East in the capital. Of, Why don't you uh, tell us where it is you're leaving tonight? It's in Mayfair. I'm not going to tell you. You'll have an idiot show up. I'm not going to tell you that. Absolutely oh, yeah. I'll Twitter it. Don't worry. Hey, <laughs> I'm at this hotel. I'm Adam Curry.
1: And from uh, sunny but maybe rainy northern Silicon Valley,
0: I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda.